the founding of the state of Israel is was um, maybe the the greatest Jewish event since since, six, since 68 CE. I wouldn't go that far, but the the most significant Jewish event since 68 CE, when the second Beit Hamikdash was destroyed. For when you're in Galut for 2,000 years, there's a certain almost complacency that develops as a people, a certain uh, tacit understanding that you are going to be at the whim of the Goyim. That whatever the Goyim decide for you, you have, to. you have to just accept. I think maybe the most important psychological thing that occurred with the founding of the State of Israel is that it created a new type of Jew, the type of Jew that would finally stand up for himself. You know, there's for 2,000 years, anything the Goyim told us, we, were, we basically had to accept. And what that does is it, it almost makes it very hard for you to respect yourself. And it makes it hard for you to... Whenever your religion, your way of life is constantly being put down, the Jew, we, we clung to it. We, we stuck to, our, to the religion for 2,000 years. But to really be proud of it, whenever you're constantly being put down for it, I think, I think it's a much healthier dynamic when you're in a position where you have to defend it. Because then you really, it really shows your love. I think for the first time, the Jewish people are now in a position where instead of, instead of just accepting that they're lower, they, they have to stand up for themselves. And by standing up for themselves, they're also standing up for Yahadut. So that psychological shift may be the, the greatest thing that has ever that has occurred to Bnei Israel in 2,000 years. We have an immense amount to be grateful for. I mean, the whole dynamic of, of the state of the Jewish people in the world has completely changed. Like the, the, all, all the dangers that are tied to anti-Semitism are a little bit curtailed because we have Israel. Mm -hmm. I think you know, this for us is like, a, like a, again, an exodus. We have a, a new, a, again, yeah. new freedom. And this is just the beginning. Yes. What, yeah. what, I found, what I found bigger, the bigger miracle is, if you, th if you think about it, is that over you know, any oppressed nation, whether you see, you know, they, I don't want to compare it to, let's say, the oppression of, of the, the minorities in the United States, whatever it is that there was, takes them so long to, you know, when they come out of oppression, to, to get their own freedom, where I, th I think one of the miracles is that the Torah, over the last 2,000 years, helped us maintain our mental freedom. Because to bounce back over such a short, over right. 2,000 years of oppression, you want to call it, you know, and right. then just immediately become independent. You have to have something that was that you held on to, which we learned also the same thing with the Haggadah. It, it, it has to be the Torah. Right. You can take a plane and just go in. That's Eleven it. hours, we are in Israel. Yeah, this yeah. is amazing. <laughs> yeah, the if best, they allow us, a, if they allow us, if, they allow us if, we, if we have our COVID passport. May, May. Yeah. May is opening up. Okay, Bez yes. Anyways, uh, so we have a ton to, to be grateful for. Today's a day of simcha. It's a day of joy. It's a day of celebration. It's a day of thanking God. The, the frustration of the fact that 
in the religious Jewish community, there is even a debate as to the extent to which Yom Ha'atzmaut should be celebrated. I think stems from a it stems from a superficial or a, no, a complete non-understanding of Jewish history. It stems from um, a very weird way of perceiving God's role in, in history of saying of of somehow not attributing the founding of the state of Israel to, to Boreolam, Boreolam is bringing a certain type of geula for the Jewish people. And by doing that, there's this foolish debate over how much we should celebrate Yom Ha'atzmaut. Uh, we should be completely ecstatic. Yes, we should sure. be we full of that. joy. We should be thanking, thanking Hashem for the greatest thing that has ever occurred. And there shouldn't be any no's or buts about it. Correct. No? Okay, now... Back to Parashat Tazriya. <laughs> okay. So, so far we've discussed two types of tzarat. Yes. And I'm, I'm going to be using the Torah Shabel Peh mm-hmm. more than anything. Because the, the Torah, whenever we studied, let's say, the Parashiot and Bereshit, we were studying the Peshat. And then whenever the Midrash would say something, I would say, look, it's Midrash. Or whenever you just ask me, was Yael and Neviya? I'll say, look, it's a Midrash. It's in, the, it's in Chazal. I don't know where in the text that is. But when it comes to tzara'at, first of all, tzara'at is not a storyline, it's a halachic mm-hmm, text. Correct. And when it comes to halacha, even in halacha, by the way, there is a discussion amongst the chachamim to what extent there is room for peshat independent of the halacha. You know, what's uh, a good example? What's a good example of a... I, 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 um, I can't think of one right now, but there are, there are a number of, of... There's one I'm trying to remember. Anyways, even in halakhic texts, just because halakhically we interpreted the Torah in a, in a certain way, that doesn't always mean that the Peshat is like that as well. Okay? There's, there's room for an independent Peshat understanding, even of halakhic texts, uh, even of halakhic texts, uh, whenever the Midrash Halakha says something else. And, and I could prove it to you through Rashbam, through Rashi, there are a number of times of Rashbam. Uh, the example I'm trying to remember is from one of the Parshiyot recently. Rashbam, he, he, he said there was a Halakha, and the Rashbam said, the Peshat is like this. But the Chachamim understood it like this. And what does that mean? If Rashbam talks like that, it means that he sees that even in Halakhic texts, when the Chachamim understood in a certain way, there's room for Peshat independent of that interpretation. Now, why am I saying all that? Because in Parashat Tasriya, there isn't really so much of that to do. Parashat Tasriya is a, is a spiritual ailment that we don't have anymore. So to go and try to understand the Peshat independent of the way Chachamim understood it halakhically, kind of, it, it's kind of like, a, I don't know how useful it is. Not relatable, actually. It's, it, it, it's, it's already not relatable, so you might as well understand it the way the, the Chachamim understood it, the Halakha, just so you could understand the Halakhic system they were building out of it. You know, when, um, when there's a Halakha that is relevant to today, you want to understand the Peshat of the Torah, and then to, to understand like the, the kind of like the meaning behind the mitzvah, and then the Halakha that the Chachamim understood from it would be the application. Correct. But when there's no application and, and you're already struggling with it, I think you just stick with the Chachamim and understand it, LP Torah Shabbat Peh. So we're going to try to stick to Torah Shabbat Peh. And, and all of that is to say that there are only two types of Tzara'at when we have 
Se'et sapachat and baheret. Says three. Yeah. Now, Chachamim understood there are two. How do they understand that? There is se'et and baheret. Okay? Se'et and baheret. And then they each have a, a darker form, which is called the sapachat of se'et and the sapachat of baheret. Okay? So, there are different shades of white. The se'et and, and the, the, the baheret are different types of white. The sapachat of each one is a little of a, a bit of a darker shade of each one. And then we went through the, the broad um, tendencies that each one of these has. So for example, a, a se'et was the first one, right? Se'et was the first one, yes. A se'et would grow very slowly. Correct. So se'et would typically take a small piece of the person's and, body. And twice to do... And, you'd, and it would take a long time to know if it was, if it was expanding yeah, or growing. So then there would be a, a, a big quarantine involved. However, baheret was more three. broad. Baheret would be... The Kohen would be able to determine it pretty quickly. Immediately. And yeah, it was immediate. And in some cases, the baheret would spread so quickly that it would cover the entire body. And, then, and if and it covered the entire body, it's, it's tahor. Yes. It's tahor. But, but the point is that it's a different t- category of, so of tzara'at. And, and, uh, yeah, and because of that, it has these the different modern, The modern word of Hebrew word of bahir, like something is light. Or something, it's light. It's, yeah. It comes from this. I mean, the, the Torah uses it. Yeah. It says, no, it doesn't actually. No, it doesn't. It just says. It says keha. Keha. Right. It isn't, isn't, um. How do you say dark skin? Kehe. Or kehe. Yeah. Kehe or bahir. Ah. It bahir could be keha hanega means. Light, something is, is lighter than, than a certain, let's say, any color. Yeah, badai, badai. Se'et could mean like lifted up. So mm-hmm. it could mean like a growth. Yeah, there is a growth. Bahir, yes. bahir could mean light, mm-hmm. as in it was whiter. And then what would be the kehaha nega when it says that the, the ailment or the, the mark became kehe as part of the signs that it's healing. So it means it's become darker because it, if it's originally white and becomes darker, it means it's healing. You know, here, me, the, here they translate, how do they translate really kehe here? For the Kohen to, to be able to interpret all of this. Vinek kehaha nega in Pasuk 6. And the priest shall look on him again in the seventh day, and behold, the, pla- the plague shall be dim. Right. So it becomes, it becomes light. It becomes darker. Darker, and darker, darker, yes. Because it's already white. Yes, correct. That's why in Hebrew today, or kehe means dark skin. Yeah. <laughs> okay, good. We figured that one out. Shilishi now goes on to a couple of other cases which aren't so different from what we've learned. And that's whenever, let's say, a person gets a bruise on his skin... And you then, have, have in the middle of having the bruise, you all of a sudden, Tzarat appears on the bruise. Yes. So really, what we're going to say, and that's the same thing with a burn. Either a bruise or a burn, these are the two types of things we're going to talk about. The halachot don't change much. The halachot aren't, as you'll see, even when the Tzarat is on a burn or on a bruise, it's, the same, it's, it's, re- the same it's really the same thing. The only real halachic difference we learn from this part is that when the bruise is there and has not healed, then you can't consider something on it tzara'at because yes. it's unsure. Yes. You have to wait for the bruise to start healing mm-hmm. and then you see to determine exactly. Yes. if the, So let's just read it quickly in the text. Let's say on the skin a person has a bruise and it, becomes, and it, starts, and it starts to heal. There's a se'et mm-hmm. on the part of the skin. Or there was a baheret, either one of the two types. And it was white with a hue of red. I think that the hue of red here... Also, also is a... 
I think it just represents when the skin is so white that you start seeing the arteries. I mean, the what's it called? Not the arteries. The, the small veins. What are those small veins called? Capillaries. The capillaries. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, doctor. Yeah. coin, and it was, and it's shown to, and it, it is brought to the coin. The coin season. And the coin sees it and behold, it is lower than the skin and the, the hair has turned white. And if it has both of those things where it's lower than the skin, the hair turns white, we said, as always, it becomes Tameh. And this time it's Tameh on a bruise that is, uh, that has, uh, it has it is broken Starting out here. on a bruise. Then if he sees that it's not that deep and it's not white hair, then he puts him in the typical quarantine which we saw by the by the Bahirat. Right? Oh, by the other one. I, I, how come I can't remember which one is the one? Uh, by, by the other one. That was the first one. Wait, if you buy the Banahi. even though it is on a, it is on a, a previously a, a scab now that it's starting to heal and you see that it's white and it's deep and the hair is turned white you can call it a type of tzarat but if it stays in the same place then really what, what do you know if it stays in the same place and it doesn't grow and the hairs don't turn white then you say then really it's just the scab or it's just the scar that's left over from the, the, the boil then the coin can make it out. Okay, next case would be if the person has a burn. We're going to see similar laws by burn. If he has a burn, and the healing of the burn looks white with a reddish hue or completely white. And if the coin sees and behold, the hair is turned white and it's deeper than the skin. Sarati It is sarat that has grown on the burn. Now, if he doesn't see that it's too deep and the hair is not white, then again, you go into quarantine. Then if it spreads and it's then if it does not, then it is just a a se'et of a burn. Se'et here does not mean the se'et we learned before. The type yes, of tarat. It, it just means it's a leftover. It's a remnant of. It's a growth that yeah, that's the, relevant. The burn leaves a scar. To, like it's a, a scar. Kind of exactly. Kind of it's a scar of the burn. But Kohen shall make it pure because it is just the tzarevet It is a scar from, from that burn. burn. Okay. Now the why why the the 
um, here it's, it calls the scar of a michva, of a burn. It calls it a se'et, of a feeling, because whenever a person gets burnt, there's inflammation. Yes. Se'et, I have a feeling, has mm-hmm. something to do with inflammation. So the se'et, whenever we call it... So in, both, in both cases, it's like an inflammation, a start of an inflammation. Yeah, but here it says, sarebet ha-shekhin, it is the scar of the shekhin. And, and, and on the second one, whenever it was talking about a boil, it talks about the scar. When it talks about a burn, the remnant of a burn, it calls it a, an inflammation. I think that they're, because they just, they behave differently when they're healing. Okay? So if you see that it's not deeper than the skin, and there's no white hair, and it does not grow, and it remains in place even after quarantine, then in both cases of a burn or of a boil, you can assume that it's just a scar from that burn or the boil, and you don't it's, have to it's assume interesting. Modern, it is I mean, tzarevet. not that I'm trying to go into the modern Hebrew. The modern Hebrew, the word of tzarevet, when you say, I have tzarevet, is it's like an acid, acid reflux. It's acid reflux, yeah. I know that term very well. As yeah. a chazan, tzarevet is a very big issue. Yeah. Okay. Pasuk Lamed, uh, 29. Let's say a man or a woman, they have a blemish on their head or on their beard. So this is on their hair area or on their beard. Missing hair. Exactly. And the coin sees the blemish for it is deeper than the skin. And this time the hair isn't white, but it is thin and yellow. I have a feeling because... Because it gets like this because the hair is much thicker. So what appears with thin hair on the arm to be white, when you go to the beard, that same whiteness is because the hair is thicker, looks a little bit more, more yellow. yellow. I think that's what's going on. Okay, these are all conjecture, but you know, we do our best. Mm-hmm. It's thin yellow hair. The coin says it is tameh. It is a netek tzara'at harosh That is the form of tzara'at for the head or for the beard. So what do you see in the tzara'at? There's a bald spot where the hair becomes very thin. It becomes yellow. And then, in, in the middle. And then, and then uh, you have the skin itself is white. And Swine. if the coin sees that, then he sees that it's tzara'at. Swine. And it is called a netek. Yeah, in our family, the, my brothers have this tendency, they get netics. I don't know, we say too much Lashon Hara. <laughs> we, we, it's amazing. They got, literally, they literally get a bald, they, got, they both got a bald spot. One of my brothers on the bald spot, the hair turned white. I was like, this is Mamash from the Torah. It was a miracle. <laughs> it was really, really a miracle. You laugh, but I think today there is. There, I'm sure there is. It was, yeah. it was the Kohen can, There is no better than that, so the Kohen doesn't mm-hmm. have to, but, but there is. Is it still? Okay, well, Pasuk you know, Nothing has changed. To, oh, yeah, I tell yeah. you this, nothing has okay, changed. Okay, let's do a little bit more because I have to run to Minyan. Pasuk 31. <laughs> now when the Kohen sees that the blemish of the netek, now if he sees that it is not deeper than the skin, but there's no black hair in it. Meaning if there's black hair, then there's nothing. Because yes. the whole okay. point of it is that it's bald. Yeah. Right? So there's no black hair, but it's not deeper than the skin. Okay? Uh, then he has to put the blemish in quarantine for seven days. It does not spread, and, and the, after seven days, there's no yellow hair. And it's not deeper than the skin. Then you do another set of quarantine, oh. but this time you start by shaving everything yes, around, around the, yes. the netek. But not the netek itself. Exactly. Not, not that area itself. Because so you want to see... 
Because you want to get a very closer look yeah, at how much, it's, how expanding. much it's expanding. Exactly. Yes. Wow. Then he has to put that in a second quarantine for seven days. If it has not spread and uh, it is not deep, then he makes him tahor and the guy washes his clothes and he his tahor. When it says washes his clothes, it means he goes to the mikveh, yes. includes his body. But if it spreads after this, after he has become pure, after he again, made him pure, again, 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 this is that same rule that there's no statute of limitations on Sarat. If it all of a sudden starts spreading, back. you have to come back. Then if it starts spreading, the Kohen doesn't even have to worry about seeing yellow hair. You know it's already Tameh. So in this case, by the fact that it's spreading, it's already problematic. It doesn't have to have yellow hair. But if all of a sudden it remains the same and also you start to see some small black hairs, then you know that it has become healed and it is Tahor and the Kohen may purify him. Uh, perfect. The next topic is going to be Beharot, which we'll do tomorrow. Beharot are small white spots that are just are meaningless. They're just like, I've got them before. I've gotten them before. It's like, I think the doctor called them sunspots. Okay? That is not Tamil. That's not Sarat. Amen. 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 Amen.